Welcome to building an upper right-hand quadrant culture. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. Have you ever been in a conversation where it was abundantly clear to you that the other person was not listening to what you were saying, where they were disinterested in you. How'd it make you feel? Not great. In today's podcast, we continue this skill building journey with a focus on giving voice. Excited to be here. I certainly am. Let's walk. out walking, moving as we are able, feeling our feet on the ground, and seeing if we can let go of whatever we were thinking, whatever we were doing, and just arrive in this moment. See if you can be in your body. Physical sensations only occur in the moment, unlike thoughts. So just feel your feet on the ground. Feel your hands and arms as they swing. And if your mind wanders, which it will, just let go of that thought or just let it be. And come back to just feeling feet on the ground. Feel your ankles. Feel your legs. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So we're just watching, noticing sensations without trying to push them away. And it's in this non-reactivity that we're building some muscle around that when we get to those difficult moments in the middle of our day where we hit a setback, have a challenging moment, we're better able to be resilient. We're not judging it as good or bad and having strong aversion or attachment to it. So now just feel your torso and any sensations that are present in your torso. Feel your hands and your arms. And again, any sensations present, we're just checking in. 
Now moving to head and neck. Where is your mind? Has it wandered off? Again, that's not a bad thing. That's a moment of mindfulness. And so when you notice it, just check to see if you get down on yourself for not being able to stay focused on breathing or body. And then, you know, let that thought or story go and just come back. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. And just see if you can soften the hands. Relax the heart. And just feel your body from head to toe. And just know that by paying attention, even for a few moments, you're building that muscle. You're building that ability to be with ever more challenging moments in the middle of your day. It's like we're in the gym right now. Fantastic. So let's move to our idea of the day. How do you give voice? Well, it's a skill. This whole last 8% culture system is about building skills to create this high performance culture, this upper right hand quadrant culture. And by now you know that what exists in the upper right hand quadrant are when people on the team feel VVF, they feel valued, they feel voice, listened to, and they feel able to give feedback. And they're, they're in a feedback-rich environment. You're in a feedback-rich environment. And of course, building a bridge is the key idea here. The goal of this sprint is to create a common language and skills so that you default as much as you can to in that moment, as opposed to judging someone, as opposed to being certain about what's true. That you say, I'm going to walk over to their side and build that bridge backward towards myself. VVF, make them feel valued, L really listen to them, give voice. And then give feedback. And today we, we're going to move to that second V, giving people voice. Giving voice is really about creating a listening culture. It's sending signals to that other person that you are open and curious about what they have to say. I'll tell you a really quick story. When I was an undergrad, and I had spent time in Asia in monasteries and I was pretty excited about mindfulness and this is like 33 years ago giving away my age with that one uh, I came back 
and was really excited by a couple of researchers in Boston at some, you know, kind of pretty well-known schools. And I went to see them. I was lucky enough to, I asked, uh, called ahead, made appointments and met with the two of them. And it was amazing the difference between the two. One was just didn't seem to really want to spend time with me. He was there. He took a call, looked at his watch, looked at his phone, you know, a half an hour meeting and maybe it was 15 or 20 minutes. And I walked out and I thought, I feel like a pimply faced undergrad. Like I'm not really worthy to be here. Um, And so I didn't feel that listened to or valued. Um, And the next day I went to this other well-known school and met this other very well-known researcher again. And um, he was brilliant. In fact, I'm going to name him because this is the positive side of the story. John Kabat-Zinn, who really is a pioneer in bringing mindfulness into medicine and into the world. Tuned in. It was supposed to be maybe half an hour meeting. It went 55 minutes, maybe an hour. He tuned into me as if no one else existed in the world. I felt so heard. He has such good questions. It really affected my career trajectory. And here I am today talking about this story. I didn't feel like a pimply-faced undergrad. I felt like someone who might have something to add. And, you know, there's lots of paths to the route that I was going to take. And and this person, even though he didn't really know me, he made me feel like what I was doing mattered. And so how do you show up and communicate to the other person that what they say matters and that you do want to hear them? Because that signal that you send goes a long way. And I tell you, it really had an impact on me. Just the ability to to have a um, have a relationship that is that respectful um, and is that um, dynamic that you can share those perspectives, emotions, whatever it may be. Um, you know, it, it just it ends up it ends up prolonging the relationship. I believe it, in a good way. Um, it ends up uh, and it ends up allowing you to work through future issues faster because you know that if there is something that's off you're going to hear about it or you're going to be able to tell each other what what is not exactly right and um again just getting through getting through those things uh quicker and 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 in a more open fashion just creates success for that relationship that you have with that that fellow employee and for the company as a whole so let's understand listening. It helps to understand that there are at least three things going on in understanding another person. There is what they say, there is what they mean, and then there is what we hear. Let me say that again. What they say, what they mean, and what we hear. And it's important to know this because under pressure in a last 8% moment, it can cause you to seriously misjudge what is being said by that other person or what is being meant. It can cause you to mishear. 
and it can cause you to misinterpret the situation in so many ways, including, importantly, taking things personally. Remember, people do not do things to you. They do things for their own reasons. And a big reason can be that they have an emotional need that's not being met. They're not feeling included. They're not feeling valued. They're not feeling respected. They're not feeling like they have autonomy. So when there is conflict that you are in with somebody, as opposed to taking the issue personally, try to speculate on what's going on on their side of the bridge. What emotional need might not be getting met for them? It's so powerful. And this change in how you show up will make people feel like they have a voice. And that's very powerful. So I want to give you some useful hacks. Number one, the power of the question, right? There's such power in asking good questions. And part of that is to understand that when you ask somebody a question versus make a statement, it affects a different part of their brain. Right? When you make a statement, especially with certainty, it triggers their amygdala because they start to think, oh, you know, that emotional part of our brain, I don't know. You ask a question, it stimulates a different part of the brain, the left prefrontal cortex, which actually tamps down the amygdala and helps them think more clearly, listen to you more effectively as well. So there's a power of the question. Another hack, just having that willingness to listen. Make a commitment to being a good listener. Really be present to what they are telling you. Tune into their bids, as we learned in the last podcast. Make them feel heard. And really ask yourself, are you in a willing mindset to consider and start from their side of the bridge? You know, the first step is really the hardest step in the process because you need to be willing to get unstuck from your perspective to get to their side of the bridge. And your ability to do this determines how well you will be able to communicate more effectively. It is, this is all part of empathy. <clears throat> and of course, when they feel heard and have voice, then they're going to be more open to hearing us and hearing feedback. That's why feedback comes after voice and after being valued. So just stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Feel your breath come right down into your toes, calming this body. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel so fortunate to have this information that can make such a difference, not just at work on our teams, but also at home with the important relationships in our lives. So here's another hack. What information are you listening for? Well, there's three types of information. Facts, feelings, and values. So this is just a handy little thing. Sometimes when I'm listening, I'm trying to listen. And I don't always remember this, honestly. But when I can, it really helps. I'm listening for facts, number one. You know, I'm going to ask more about the actual situation to better understand what was going on. You know, this is asking them to paint a picture of the situation. That's facts. Feelings is really about asking questions that get at 
how they feel about what they are telling you about the situation. And then values are asking questions to understand how what is going on fits or gets in the way of their values. Again, this helps us tune in again to their emotional need of being autonomous, feeling valued, feeling safe, respected, competent. But facts, feelings, and values. So there's a lot to listen for, you know, if you know what you're looking for. And it takes us truly to be present. M. Scott Peck, author of The Road Less Traveled, said, you cannot truly listen to anyone and do anything else at the same time. You cannot truly listen to anyone and do anything else at the same time. So being present matters. Okay, finally, it helps when you are giving voice to validate what they are saying. Once you've asked the questions and you feel you have a better idea of what's on their side of the bridge, you know, is that enough? No, no. The last critical component is being able to emotionally connect with others and validating what you heard, communicating that you heard and understand their perspective, their underlying emotions, what they're feeling and their concerns. When this happens, people feel seen. Right? So when you, to validate, you know, you summarize the current understanding that you have of facts and feelings and values. And I'll tell you, when you do it, when, you, when you're really just present, that's really job one. But when you can tune into facts, feelings, and values, which, by the way, is not a, necessarily agreeing with what they're saying. That's not the point. But that they know that you understand them. Then, oh my goodness, so much happens in that moment. They are now closer to your side of the bridge. Do you see that? Right? When we tune in, and make them feel valued, they take a couple of steps to our side of the bridge from their side, right? Because we're building this bridge backward. Then they feel like you truly do see them, hear them, even if you don't agree with everything. They're another step closer. Now the step, the jump from their side to your side of the bridge is much shorter. And by the way, now that you're, it's time to give feedback, which is what we're going to talk about in the next podcast. Now you're more precise in the feedback you're going to give because you truly understand the situation, where you disagree, where you agree. And it's much easier for them to jump to your side of the bridge when you're ready to give that feedback. At the end of the day, you know, what is clear is that at the heart of this equation, for great work to happen, you have to take risks. You have to enter into that last 8% zone and slow down long enough to really be curious and listen. Right? This is where the great things happen. This is where collaboration happens. This is where innovation takes place, where new ideas come from. When people feel safe to take a risk. So val being valued and giving voice, that's all part of that high connection part, high care part of upper right-hand quadrant. 
And when people feel that psychological safety that comes from that, my goodness, they're willing to be a bit more courageous themselves and take more risks themselves. All right. This has been a long podcast with lots of important information. By the way, if you want to continue learning, um, we have the last 8% morning podcast, the sister podcast to this podcast. And that's a public podcast. There's over 170 and counting episodes. And you can listen to that every day as a way to learn about human behavior, become that student of human behavior. So let's go go to our three by three. Three mindful breaths right down into the toes, calming this body. Now, three things that you can feel grateful for. Could be your lungs, work. Could be that your mind works, whatever. What comes to mind for you? And then finally, three big rocks, three goals for the day. What do you want to get done today? What would make it a really productive day? Fantastic. It is so great to walk with you. I hope you're walking. It's so great to spend this time with you. It's all part of creating the kind of culture that really creates the team that we want to work on, that keeps people, that gets them to really take risks and be productive and be innovative, do great work. I'm going to finish with a Maya Angelou quote. She said, courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Have a wonderful day.